This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, Maddie jumping in here with a quick language warning for this app. If you've got young ears around and you're playing this one out loud, you might want to pop some headphones in. Also, a note from our guest, she wanted to let you know that she has decided not to invest in the stock that she added to the watch list at this stage, which is a perfect reminder not to take investing advice from a podcast and to make sure you are doing your own research. Enjoy the show. Your In Good Company would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wandry people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders, past and present, and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your In Good Company, an investing podcast striving to disrupt the norms in the finance industry. I'm Maddie and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie. Hello Maddie, I'm very, very excited for today's episode. We are going to be talking to a community member about why she actually started investing and kind of like step by step through what she did as her process. But before we get into that, I've got another joke for you. Okay, here we go. What do you call a finance savvy fish? Bait. No, I've got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't really make sense, but a river bank. Is it just because it has the word bank in it? Like, does that make it a money joke? (laughs) And like a river, you know, fishies. It all makes sense eventually. Before we get into today's episode, let's hear from a YIJC community member. Show me the money, honey. Hey, Maddie and Soph. My name is Jamili and I'm 22 years old. For work, I'm a full-time business development associate and I'm roughly earning over $4,000 per month around about. Since I started investing about a month and a half ago, I'm aiming to put around $3,000 per quarter into my holdings. At the moment, I'm holding the one unit of the IVV iShares S&P 500 ETF, five units of the IXJ iShares Global Healthcare ETF, and four units into Macquarie Group Limited. Today, the total value of my portfolio is roughly over $1,800, with a total loss of $80.64. I'm in it for the long haul, so hopefully it increases. Thanks, guys. So great to hear different money stories from different community members. And we have got another very special episode planned today because we are chatting to one of our community members who is actually a CEO. So about a month ago today, Lucinda Price, otherwise known as Frooms, CEO of Frooms World, took to Instagram and said that she had been listening to YIGC. And had decided to give herself a month to research and then she would invest. So today, date of recording, she actually made her first investments. Our DMs were filled with questions from you guys and also followers of Frooms who they wanted to hear about her journey so far. So we are going to jump right in to all of that today. Lucinda is a writer, presenter, recording artist and comedian who has been labelled one of Australia's most exciting entertainers. Best known to us as Frooms, CEO of Frooms World, Lucinda has written an original song with no other than G Flip and Flume produced by Fly Facilities and at times has hinted to an upcoming book deal which we will endeavour to find out more about on this show. 
She recently hosted the highly entertaining Frooms World Island, aka her very own Love Island, has created her own original podcast, which is great, by the way, called Where Are All the Pigeons? And she has written for MTV Pedestrian alongside her weekly newsletter. And as proud employees ourselves as Frooms World, it is an honor to have you on the show today. Welcome, Lucinda. Oh my God, thank you, Maddie. That was perfect. Sorry. I'm laughing so much because I think that's like the longest bio I've ever written for someone, but I just couldn't cut anything out. <laughs> the longest bio for the most, um, what's it called? Not underdeveloped, underskilled, <laughs> underqualified, um, underqualified. I don't want to put that label on but... <laughs> Oh, thank you. We always start the episode in the same way so people can get to know you a little better. And our first question is, what's the best thing that's happened to you this week? Oh, Freedom Day was the best part of my week. I went to Westfield Bundai Junction and bought something from Glassons. Nice. That was my little treat. (laughs) Went out for dinner, went out for lunch. It was really good. And if you could have at dinner with anyone, who would it be and why? If I could have dinner with anyone, it would be hands down Mike Myers. I'm so obsessed with Mike (laughs) Myers. I love him. He's my favourite actor of all time. Any uh, favourite films? Austin Powers, of course. (laughs) The goodie. But I also love Wayne's World and Wayne's World is a really big (laughs) part of Froome's World's genesis (laughs) is Wayne's World. The branding, the ethos. Um, One of my, something that always rings through my head when I'm working for Froome's World is like, we will never bow to any sponsors is this thing that he says in the show. And then he holds up a box from Pizza Hut. I'm like, that is my ethos. Pizza Hut and martinis with him. I'm sure that would be a fabulous dinner. Our final question is, if you could be a stock or a company, who would you be and why? Froome's World. Nah, I would be, I would be Canva. Oh, good one. Do people say that a lot? We've had it before, I think. We had a lot of people actually reach out to us when we reposted your story and people were asking, they really wanted to know, number one, what company you'd be and number two, what would your ticker be for Froome's World if it listed on the ASX? (laughs) Um, ASS. I did not expect that. So we are both very proud employees of Froome's World, as we said, but for those who haven't had the joy of discovering you yet, can you explain what Froome's World is and what your role is as CEO? Of course. So Froome's World is a proprietary limited company. On It's not yet on the ASX, but we definitely are one to watch <laughs> company-wise. What it is is just my business being a sole trader, being a freelancer in the media. I didn't want to be considered, I actually don't like the title freelancer because I think it makes out like you're like doing whatever people want you to do and you're just like bringing things in and doing them. Whereas my approach to my career is running it like a business. So always looking for new things to do, always diversifying. And such a big part of it is bringing my employees along for the ride. And I, the concept of calling people followers just is so weird to me. Like I know that's what they are, but I prefer the term employees because I get something from everyone because I always ask people questions in polls and stuff like that. And that's work to reply. So you're all employees. (laughs) Love it. We are going to get into a game to get us started today. And the game is called 
battle of the influences. So I thought I would test sort of both of your strengths and just make sure that, you know, you're both experts in your respective fields, as I think you both should be. So this is a guessing game where we try and determine who has the greater influence. I'm going to alternate between famous people and you have to guess who has more social media followers or I guess employees maybe, (laughs) and which company has the highest share price. So (laughs) battle of the influences. I'm going to start off with our stocks. So which has the highest stock price, Motorola or BlackBerry? I'm going to go for Motorola because in my mind, BlackBerry had one product, which was that one with the mini keyboard, whereas I'm pretty sure Motorola had heaps they're, they were like the iPhone of that period. I could be getting it wrong, but that's my guess. Mm, interesting. So, thoughts? I might just go for the opposite and go BlackBerry because I haven't heard of the company Motorola literally since I had a flip phone. So, that's like a good, what, 10 years ago? But I'm scared of being wrong. Well, <laughs> interesting. Motorola is up 33% this year at $326. Versus BlackBerry, $12. Oh, my God. Why has it gone up? I think Motorola is going up because of sales. <laughs> <laughs> They're selling something. Not 100% sure what it is. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have two or three, actually, of the men in Frooms' life. So the first one is Big Twisty, friend of Inspired Unemployed and famous for, I think made famous by Live Date with Frooms, right? Absolutely. I'll take all the credit. (laughs) (laughs) The other one is our good friends, Equity Mates. Who do you think has more followers, Big Twisty or Equity Mates? So let's hear from you first. I'd probably go with Big Twisty because he's over lockdown. He was such good in entertainment. Not saying that the, the Equity Mates boys aren't. But he, <laughs> but his dancing, you know, really got me through lockdown. And yeah, because Frooms went on a date with him, I just feel like I had to follow him. You know, <laughs> I reckon. Are we going across all social media or just Instagram? Instagram. Big Twisty, sorry boys. You are both <laughs> correct. It's pretty close though. Big Twisty has twenty five k, and the boys have twenty three. Oh, wow. So not far between. All right, and next companies we have got AstraZeneca or Pfizer. That's hard. I'm going to go with Pfizer purely off the basis that like there was like a lot of chat about the side effects for AstraZeneca and a lot less chat about the side effects for Pfizer, but no scientific basis. That's just what I've heard. (laughs) Oh, I reckon Pfizer because I feel like I'd heard the term Pfizer before the vaccine, like do they have other medicines? Yeah. I mean, I probably. I think that would probably be right. However, AstraZeneca has a share price of $82 and Pfizer is $57. So there you go. I'm wondering if AstraZeneca was the main one in the UK. So I'm wondering if maybe that oh, has had an impact. I hope so because I'm AZ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our final one for our influencers, we have got Hamish Blake or Zoe Foster Blake, who has more followers. Oh my God, this is so hard. I'm just going to go with Zoe because girl power and also I'm obsessed with her. But like there's potential that Hamish could have more considering the cakes he makes for Sonny for his birthday. True. It's a good call. So iconic. Yeah. I reckon Zoe as well, just because she creates a product. So I feel like people are 
invested in seeing what she's doing with that. And she writes captions and she's got like a specific tone. I don't know. Look, I agree with you both. However, you're both incorrect. Hamish has 1.1 million followers and Zoe has 783k. And our final one for the morning, we have got Lululemon and Nike. Lululemon. Interesting. Oh, no, I take it back. Definitely Nike. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Not giving anything away, so... I actually had read that Lululemon's share price is going up at the moment, or I heard it on a podcast, and I was it spiked my like sparked my mind because we'd spoken about Lululemon before. But I would still say Nike because I'd say it's probably bigger Nike, like and more global reach. I actually knew about this one because someone told me that Lululemon's share price is higher than like a whole lot of designer brands. So I went looking for this one, especially Lululemon has a share price of $525 and Nike is 208 Lululemon's share price is wild. <laughs> oh my God. Is that because they have like a market cap or something? Is that the word? So market yeah. cap is like the number of shares times a share price. So they would have a high market cap probably because of their share price. Although Nike might have more shares. So That's an interesting one. All right. So, Frooms, we kind of want to jump into your journey with investing because you had put on your socials that you're going to give yourself a month and that you're going to work out what you're going to invest in and then hopefully invest for the long term in your goal to become a millionaire. And so this is all a part of it. Your story is a bit different to most because you actually started with a cryptocurrency and quite a small coin, whereas people usually tend to go with the safer assets first. So what prompted you to get into investing? I had wanted to invest for a while because I had some savings and I was thinking they're just going to sit there until I have, say, a house deposit and I'm a fair way off that. So I may as well do something with them. Um, so I put down $500 and I said on my story, I've got $500. I need to double it by the end of the week. Um, and when I did that, I wasn't even thinking about stocks. I was just bored that week and thought, oh, I want to do something interesting. Um, and someone had suggested go to Brisbane on a flight and put it all on red. And I was going to do that. I started Googling flights, but it was just a weird time in COVID. So I couldn't Are there do not it. casinos like near you? Why did you have to go to Brisbane? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's part of the drama yeah. of like being near the brown snake and <laughs> that kind of thing. Grim. Uh, so then someone said, a lot of people actually said cryptocurrency. And part of me was thinking, oh, I can't be bothered. Like that seems like a big thing. But a few people said to me, it's not even that hard. And actually a lot of women reached out and were like, I started getting into it during COVID and it's been really fun and I've made heaps of money. And I thought for that purpose of making double my money in a week, I'm not going to be able to do that on the share market, but I could probably do it on crypto. So one person gave me a recommendation, like go on, download Binance, which at the time I thought was Binance, which (laughs) (laughs) which is funny. Um, Go on Binance and look for a shit coin, something silly or something that you like the name of and buy $500 worth of it and just see what happens. So I did that and I was chronicling the whole experience on my Instagram story because I thought if I'm going to learn this, I reckon most people could learn it as well. And then I ended up buying this thing called Cummies and it went up it went from like 0.00005 to like 
5.5 or something. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Technically, the investment went to 14000 from 500 oh in a gosh. week. I definitely didn't have anything to do with that because this is not financial advice. <laughs> and I honestly didn't – that wasn't my intention. Like I, the fact that other people bought it, it was definitely very speculative on their behalf <laughs> because, I, yeah, I got my money out and I put it into another crypto and I just have not touched it since. So from crypto to stocks, what made you want to sort of take that next step and actually start investing in equities or in stocks? So that happened in May. And I gave myself, I said, I need to get to the end of this financial year before I look at anything else. Because being a business owner, it was my first year doing business on my own. Mm. So I had no idea about tax. I had no idea what I was going to get. I hadn't paid tax all year. So I was gearing myself up to get absolutely rammed. (laughs) And I did. So thankfully, I didn't put my money anywhere. And then, yeah, at the end of July, I had done my tax return. And I knew I had a certain amount of money to play with. So then... I, you guys messaged me and were like, oh, do you want to come on the podcast? So I thought I'm going to give myself a month before the podcast to make some investments because I think with investing and stuff, it's probably a good idea if you give yourself time limits, mm. kind of like having deadlines for projects. Otherwise, you just wouldn't do it. So I started doing that and I just started having conversations with my friends and I started a Google Doc. So every time I'd have a conversation with someone, I'd whip my phone out and go, Olaplex, da-da-da, Google it later, and then I'd go home and Google it, put more in the Google Doc. So I was always having this tally of things that people were telling me because I think otherwise it's really easy to get overwhelmed because you're like, what the hell? Someone's talking about like Macquarie Group and ComBank and I'm forgetting why one is better than the other. So just laying it all out for myself and then on one day saying, okay, I'm going to take the plunge and put this much in this and this much in this, that's kind of how I did it. Nice. So when you were starting out, did you have a think at all about what your goals were? I mean, obviously we know you've got the goal of making a million dollars, but Soph and I often talk about how it's a good idea to have an idea of your time horizon in the market because that can influence your risk that you're willing to take and things like that. Did you ever think about that at all? Yeah. So just to clarify, if you're wanting to take little risks, Mm. Does that mean you hold on to them for ages? Yeah. So I guess the idea there is like over the long term, history would say that the stock market is going to go up because the general economy is going to keep growing and expanding, which means stocks will go higher. But in the short term, the stock market can be quite volatile because it responds to sort of daily news and things like that. So I guess the idea is if you are only wanting to hold something for the short term and you want to get out quickly or you need that money for something and you have to sell, it might be at an inopportune time because like the stock market might be down that day. There could be some bad news. Whereas over the long term, history would say that things are going to trend upwards. So that sort of makes it less risky. When I heard that, actually, that was brand new information for me. The idea that like when I say I know nothing about the economy, I stopped thinking about money in any way in year 10 when I decided I couldn't do maths. I thought, I'm just going to get an accountant one day, forget about it, and I'm going to be rich anyway, so I'll be able to afford a house. That's what I (laughs) told myself. And then, yeah, life doesn't work like that. So that was a a harsh thing. But, yeah, the the idea that the the whole world and things get more expensive, inflation, blah, blah, Mm. blah, was all news to me. But, yes, my strategy 
is hold long term. So at the moment, I've only put enough money in that I would not have to touch that money right. in 10 years to do anything. Nice. Because I don't know about you guys, but if you run your own business or if you want to do that, you never really know how much money you're going to make year to year. Mm. But I can say in the next five years, I cannot see myself buying a house. And I think that's the only time when I need to pull money out. So at least five years, which isn't technically long-term, I'd want to keep my shares for 20 years. So that's kind of what I'm investing in for the, that's the bulk of my investments. Totally resonate with that whole becoming an adult thing and realizing that like buying a house is so harsh, (laughs) like trying to keep money in your savings is bloody hard enough. (laughs) The thought of actually purchasing property is just way too much to even like consider. (laughs) So you said that you're going to be buying and holding for the long term. You've given yourself a horizon of say 10 years. Have you developed a strategy for how you're going to be investing at the moment? Like you're going to be putting in certain amounts every month month or every year? Like what is your plan going forward? My plan for putting money in is that I always want to put a fair chunk of money in at a time because of obviously the fees. So the stuff that I'm investing in first is 50% things that are super stable, like a bank or gold or something. (laughs) And then the other 50% I'm doing ETFs and businesses that I think just have to grow because of what's going to happen in the future. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. You make a good point about the fees. Cause I feel like we often get asked about how much is too much in fees. A rule that I usually stick by is not paying more than 1%. So if I'm making, you say, if I'm putting in a thousand dollars every month with a $10 brokerage fee, that's sitting at my 1%, but I wouldn't probably put, you know, in with that same $10 brokerage, I'd probably wait to accumulate the $1,000 over two months so that I'm paying under that threshold, I guess. Yeah, right. Well, I I don't think I would do the, I wouldn't, for me, I wouldn't do the month to month investing just because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when my paycheck is going to be. And I also like the idea of some months I'm really interested. So I'm going to be Googling heaps of stuff and then other months I'm not going to be that interested. And I think because I'm doing it long-term, it doesn't necessarily matter at what time that I'm buying. Like I'm sure there'll be opportunities for certain stocks where it's like, yes, it's a good idea, but I think I can put alerts on for those kind of businesses that are going to have a lot of movement. I think that's the best thing about it is like there's no, like you make your own rules. You can invest when you want. You can be interested at times and pay more attention and then you can take a back step. I know recently I've been really busy and I just have not, I haven't looked at my stocks, which has been good because apparently they've been down. (laughs) And (laughs) I haven't been investing regularly because I just know that I'm not in it enough to sort of know what's going on at the moment. So I've taken a step back and I, you know, in a couple of months time, I'll probably be back on it again. But I think that's the best thing is, you know, if you've got more money or if you've got less money, there's, you can do whatever you like and you can make it sort of suit your own personal circumstances. We are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we are going to be right back to chat more with Frooms about what she did step-by-step to get started investing. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, Frooms, I think one of the biggest things that we see a lot is like this paralysis when starting out investing. Like people have good intentions and they're like, I really want to do it, but it is can be off-putting. It can seem a little bit scary. Um, there's a lot of information, as you said, out there and it can be hard to navigate. So we wanted to get an understanding from you, like what was your first step in going on this investing journey? How did you start? My first step was finding at least one source of information that I trusted and that kept me interested. And then, yeah, finding that was Get Started Investing by Equity Mates. So I started listening to a few of those. And then a friend of mine recommended you guys because apparently she's friends with one or two of you. (laughs) And I gave you guys a listen and you built on some of the stuff that the guys had told me before. So I had this feeling of recognition like, ooh, I know what that means. They're talking about that. Oh, cool. And speaking in a language that I could understand. And I think we're in a similar age bracket. Um, So that was really helpful seeing what people my age were doing. Um, And I guess the other thing is the places where I'm finding information, I want it to come from people who have similar, a similar ethos to me. Like this doesn't necessarily matter, but I like speaking to people who are curious and want to bring you along for the ride rather than telling you what to do. Like I've found, I've also been listening to your podcast and then from that having conversations with friends that I know invest and it's so helpful because I come to them with some base understanding so we can have baby step interactions and what I'm finding is some people are great to talk to other people aren't great to talk to because you've got some people that are really excited for you to get started and it's all positive and they tell you before they talk, they're like, I'm not going to tell you what to buy because they don't want to like tell the newbie something <laughs> stupid. And then you've got other people that approach it like, oh yeah, like mm, you probably shouldn't do that. You probably should do that. And that can be really stifling. And I think that can make people stop and not want to do things because some people are really convincing and like know-it-alls. So finding people that you don't think are know-it-alls and that are in a similar life circumstance, that was so helpful. You guys gave me the confidence to get started. I think that's such a good point because I don't know about you, but for me, investing was something that I'd never spoken about with my friends. I hardly ever knew existed or was an option that I could do. And then as soon as I started doing it, all of a sudden I started having these conversations with all these people around me. And I was like, this is literally something that everyone's doing. And I had no idea. And then as soon as you're in the know, it's like everyone can't stop talking about it. Totally. It's like being in a secret. It's like being in the Illuminati. (laughs) It's like, oh, and I think that can also be off-putting. Like I worry about people listening to this who were in a similar boat to I was however many months ago. Um, And you get this feeling of FOMO, like, oh, is everyone doing it? Like, am I an idiot? Should have I started this years and years ago? But another thing that you guys taught me is that it's never too late to get started because it's a lifelong thing. And 
yeah, if you're in it for the long term, who cares if you were a year after all your friends? Yeah, exactly. I think I think you can get started at any time because I, I know that Maddie and I look at this as a very long term thing and for your re- retirement or, you know, when you're older, a bit older. So you've said that you have spoken to a lot of friends, which we also find a great way to do research and get opinions um, from people. What are the other sources that you're using for your research process? I will Google companies and then I'll look at particular websites. I look at particular websites with different lenses. So <laughs> there's always this website called Motley Fool, yeah. which comes up, <laughs> which is pretty sure it's just like a... It's got ads. Is that the right term? SEO ads? Like they get put up the top? Yeah, that's the right term. Yeah. <laughs> and that always comes up. So for a while I was looking at that, but I, I'm like, wait, that's definitely not a reputable website. <laughs> but yeah, I look at certain things that are rep- more reputable than others. Then I might look at Reddit or I'll talk to friends after I read things. I would really, really like a subscription to the AFR, mm. but it's $7 a week. So <laughs> fuck that. Like, I'd rather just save up that whole thing. I don't know. I, I, look at, I look at that. I look at the news. I'll look at ABC and, yeah, probably ABC because it's free is my main port of call. Yeah, nice. And I guess one thing that I often find is I will sit down and be like, okay, I want to research this stock and then I'll start reading and then I'll get really overwhelmed halfway through and I'll be like, oh, I just don't know anymore and I'll just stop. Do you have, have you experienced that? And like, do you have any tips for how you pushed through that like paralysis stage of just being like, I don't know anymore and to actually like act and do something? Definitely. The Google Doc. Mm. The Google Google Doc is exactly 100% the number one reason why I got started because you start reading information and it's kind of like uni. You write dot points and then you can see it all mapped out and then compare it to other things that you've written previously and maybe I've written, oh, I, I didn't consider that point for this one. I put it in there and I think about it like that rather than reading the whole text at uni and not highlighting stuff. Like, of course, you're not going to take information in. So, yes, the Google Doc is my saviour for not getting overwhelmed. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you don't – when you're at uni, you take notes. Like, you don't just try and keep everything in your head and then make a decision at the end or, like, go and sit the exam without taking notes. So, it's a good tip. I like it. So, you've done all this research. I'm really interested and excited to know, have you actually invested in anything yet? Yes. Well, I had – today was my last day. I had to have done it. So, I spent the last two weeks – deciding what I'm going to buy and I've put money in. Can I tell you what I bought? Yeah. If you want. <laughs> this is not financial advice. The first thing that I bought was a company actually, which it goes against my strategy probably. But the first thing I bought is a company called Wide Open Agriculture, which is a sustainable farming business out of WA. Its founder is really interesting. He lost his family in the MH17 Malaysia flight, which is a random fact that I read on Reddit. And I don't know why that piqued my interest. I think it was because I thought someone running a business who's gone through that, I kind of have this implicit trust that what they want to do is for the greater good. And especially in the space of regenerative farming and stuff like that, I feel like he wants the world to get better. And I feel like there's that trend towards farming in Australia in a way that's not damaging the soil and stuff like that. 
which I'm pretty sure is what they do. Um, and they have a few different companies under that. So they've got um, Dirty Clean Foods, which is like oat milk and lots of other stuff that uses this product called Lupin, which is it's kind of like soy or oats and stuff and they use it for other stuff. So I like what they're doing. I really like the founder. I looked at the company like picture and everyone looks really nice. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's a growth industry that I'm interested in. And I think will become more of a thing from, from years of hearing about people talking about farming and reading things in the news. I apply things that I've read about, but didn't think would apply to stocks. Mm. Uh, so, and then I chose that company. So that's one company. And so what I started actually is I gave myself a certain amount of money to play with. So let's say I gave myself $10,000 just cause that's easy to, to yeah. divide. Let's say I've got $10,000. Sorry. I put, 2000 into wide open agriculture, for example. Mm-hmm. Then I thought I want to buy something that is super stable. So I bought Macquarie, nice. Macquarie Group shares because I was like, I want to buy a bank. I was like, do I buy Combank? Because I have a Combank. I bank with Combank um, and I'm, I'm going on Comsec, which I know some people say the fees are too high, but I just wanted to get started. So I went with Comsec. Nice. And I was like, do I buy Combank or do I buy Macquarie Group? I spoke to some friends and it sounded like Macquarie Group was a go just because they use it and as a company I think it's got more a few more interesting areas than Combank. So I went with Macquarie Group and that will be a long, long hold. Like I'm not going to touch that at all for the next 20 years. And then I bought – I had wanted to get into an ETF and I thought, yes, I really like them because they're – thematic is that the word Mm -hmm. and when I started out the journey of investing in my google doc up the top I really like the idea of lithium batteries Mm. because before (laughs) I started out I would just go to people and be like what are you buying or what do you reckon like I talked to people that work in forecasting and stuff and this one guy who I'd actually become a bit close to during my cummies journey because I would talk to people about crypto I went to him and I was like what do you think about lithium and he was like yep no, I said, no, I said, what is something that I should invest in? And he said lithium. Mm. And then I started Googling lithium and I was like, oh, I didn't know that's what electric cars yeah. run on, like a lot of electric cars. I was like, mm, interesting. Started thinking about lithium in my brain. And then I was looking at another friend of mine sent me like the top performing ETFs of that year and ACDC, which is a lithium com- battery company did fucking really well. So I was like, I wanted to buy lithium anyway. This is a sign. So I put a whole chunk down on that. And what else have I bought? I've bought a company that my parents invested in. So my parents don't know shit about (laughs) investing. Like they literally, I try to talk to them about it and they just talk about this one company that they've invested in. It's called Next DC. Yeah. And have you heard about this? Yeah, I'm invested in it. Yeah. So my parents, you're invested in it. Oh, my God, say. We can go on the journey together. Uh, What do you guys know about it before? (laughs) I know. Look at us. When did you buy it and why did you buy it? How did you hear about it? (laughs) Oh, shit. Now you're interviewing us. <laughs> so I bought it. Oh, I couldn't give you the exact date. It was last year at some point. And it was because I used to work at a tech company and I saw a lot of like 
cloud computing, a lot of big companies taking on cloud computing and needing more cloud storage. I also wrote a paper on 5G and like how we're going to have so many more devices connected to the internet. This was for work, but we're going to have more devices connected to the internet, meaning we need more cloud storage. So I started looking into cloud companies and I actually bought into two different cloud companies, which some people say you like shouldn't do because too much concentration, but I liked both for different reasons. But yeah, I bought in, yeah, probably more than a year ago. It's, I think it's a pretty good company. Yeah. Well, my parents read about it, put a certain chunk of money down and now it's like their, it's not their retirement, but it's like (laughs) a lot of money to them. So, uh, that's probably the worst investing strategy, (laughs) but I guess they were definitely trailblazers because I agree cloud computing and technology is a big thing that I want to invest in. So there you go. Next DC. I love, I love the concentration just in one stock. Like <laughs> just put into one <laughs> company. <laughs> Let's just hope it, it, hope this it works out. I'm really getting into the stock game. <laughs> Cause I'm like, Oh God, if they go bankrupt, I really am going to need that million. <laughs> The only other thing I was going to say is that if you like ACDC, we actually did an ETF pitch night in one of the Melbourne lockdowns. I couldn't tell you which one, but we did seven days for seven (laughs) ETFs and ACDC is one of them. So if you want some more info on it, you can go check it out. Yeah, please. Is this part of the podcast? Yeah, it's on the YIGC podcast Instagram in our IGTVs. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. I'll check that out. I love your Instagram. Thanks. (laughs) So... I mean, I feel like hopefully I'll know the answer to this question because we do have you on and we have been talking about stocks for the last half an hour. But I want to hear your thoughts. Like, have, have you found this process to be exciting? And have you sort of like been chatting to your friends about investing? And have you seen sort of people around you getting started as well? Or Yep. I love it. I didn't know what I, I didn't know what to expect with this. I think some people will love it and other people won't. I think I went into it not knowing and it turns out I really like talking about it. I really like researching it because I don't have much to think about. Like I don't have many hobbies actually (laughs) and when I'm bored, I'll just Google like celebrity gossip and it actually rots. It's not good for me. It's really not good for my brain. So I wanted something that I can research and look at that I think is helpful for me and I I think is going to improve my life. So that's why I'm super interested. But I guess, yeah, it's like a, it's I'm, I'm treating this like a hobby and something that I'm interested in. And I guess I found that learning about stocks has given me more of an understanding of business generally and trends and it makes me feel informed and it means when I come into conversations with people, men, women, people who work in finance, I can sit at the table and not feel left out, which is big for me since I am a boss, you know, and I'm (laughs) in my life. I do want to make a million dollars and I do want to run my own business and I want to be financially savvy and financially um, independent. So did you guys know, I mean, you guys probably know this, but it really shook me to my core when I found out the majority of homeless people in the country are older women. Wow. Mm. Did you know that? Yeah. So fuck that. I don't want that. I don't want to be homeless and I don't, I want to contribute to a world where, you know, women can divorce their partners and not have to live in a car. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to be part of that. And I want to, I feel like it's like a domino effect. I get interested in stocks than my friends do. Mm. 
and people on Instagram doing stuff like that. So yeah, that's something that I'm passionate about. I think you summarized it really well when you were saying that it's like a bit of a domino effect and that you found more people interested in it now that you're talking about it as well. Cause I think that's the whole point of what we're trying to do. It's not like, this is what you should invest in. This is what you should do. It's just opening up that dialogue so that people do feel more comfortable when they're sitting around a table. They want to talk about business. They want to talk about current events. It really just opens up a new perspective and hopefully these kind of conversations allow that for people. So before we close out today's episode, we wanted to ask if you have any thoughts or outstanding questions that you want to discuss um, from your investing journey thus far. Do you guys invest in the US stock market? I do. So I've actually got an Australian ETF, IVV, that has US exposure. So I'm exposed to the US market through that. But I also, I'm a massive Kathy Wood fan. I don't know if you've come across Kathy Wood yet, but she is CEO of... I did because of your podcast. So she is really cool and I love her ethos and the way she goes about things. Um, and her fund, ARK Invest, have an ETF that I have invested in. It's a bit of a more high risk ETF. It's quite concentrated and it is listed on the NASDAQ. So I think it's got about 10 or 12 holdings and it's all companies that she or ARK Invest think are really like high growth. So, you know, there's Teslas and stuff in there, which, so I put a little bit of money into that because, you know, these are some of the like biggest and most talked about companies in the world. And I kind of just wanted to have a little bit of a stake in that just so I could, number one, like when you've got money in, you're a bit more invested, haha. And you've got skin in the game. And I kind of wanted to be like a part of that story and, you know, be able to follow it knowing that I'm involved. But also, I mean, she's just so cool and I believe everything she says. So if she thinks they're going to do well, then I want to be a part of that. How did you buy it? Did you go through Comsec? I use Self Wealth and they have US trading. So I could buy through there. Yeah. I think Comsec from experience is you can't trade the US through the app. You have to go through like their online browser. There's a couple of forms you have to fill out. I also use Comsec, but only for Australian shares to buy with the US. I actually use Superhero just because of the ease of the platform. Okay. I'm going to Google those Superhero self well. <laughs> I want Olaplex. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I need to do, I've been, that's been on my list to do research. I, I really like it, but I haven't, I've only read good things and I need to read, I need to research the bad things so that I know what might happen. That's important. So from every episode, we add a something to our watch list, whether it be a stock, company, news trend, anything that's really um tickled your fancy as of recent. The purpose of this is to get us thinking outside the box and broaden our horizons in the investing space, but we are not financial advisors. This is purely educational purposes only and absolutely does not constitute financial advice. So (laughs) what are you bringing to the watch list today? Oh, this is very, I guess it's niche. Yeah. might be niche to to the audience. Gaming. Mm, Nice. Huge such a big situation and one of my fr- my friend's boyfriend works for a gaming company in Melbourne and her and I she's like my investing buddy I will talk to her on Facebook Messenger within one minute she'll log on and start talking to me <laughs> she's got like a full-time job <laughs> as an architect and just within the fucking drop of a hat she's like no nope. Um, and her boyfriend works for a gaming company and she said to me oh 
Chris or whatever, um, invests in this thing called Playside, which is a Melbourne company. It's a gaming company. They create games. And yeah, I think the gaming space is super interesting. There's so much money in Twitch. Like people go on mm. Twitch and play games and make millions of dollars a year. So <laughs> and I just feel like it's not going to go away. <laughs> so I found she told me about Playside. Her boyfriend doesn't work for them. He works for something else, but he's invested in it. And I thought, oh, I may as well just throw a small amount of money down because I would love to learn about gaming anyway because it could be a cool revenue stream for Froom's World. <laughs> but, yeah, that, again, buying into that company goes against all of my ethos. That was kind of just something that I did yesterday <laughs> without thinking. So it could be a really stupid idea. So maybe for those listening, if you know anything about this stock, jump into our Facebook group and let's chat about it. Let's see if it's going to be a good investment or what the what the upsides are, what the downsides are. <laughs> Playside. Love it. Playside Studios. Also, I would definitely play like Froom's World Sims if you want to make that a thing. Like yeah. I'd be down for that. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. There's like a little big twist. Shane comes in. Shane is that Lothario character who is in that house with like the satin sheet. Oh, I love it so much. (laughs) So to close out today's episode, if you could give one piece of advice to someone starting out investing, what would that piece of advice be? It would be to buy this book, Get Started Investing by Alec Renahan and Bryce Lesky. Lovely. <laughs> Founders of Equity Mates. No, nah, but seriously, this book is great. And there's a page in it that shook me to my core. I learn about inflation in one page and it changed my life. So I haven't gone past that because I'm reading novels right now. We do recommend that you read the whole book because I have heard from sources that are not my own brain that it is a great content. So, Frooms, thank you so much for joining us today. If anyone would like to find out more info about you, join Frooms World, become an employee, where should they go? I would say start a pack, go onto Instagram, find me at Frooms with three O's. If you want to become a true employee, I recommend looking through my story highlights and just getting involved because if you're in Froome's world, you're in it for the long haul. This is a growth company. So <laughs> sign up. Can I make a suggestion also to anyone? If you are new to Froome's world, there's two videos you need to watch. The first one is your biscuit review. Cause that's my favorite video <laughs> or your favorite biscuits. And the second one is your Shane Warne. Um, what is it? Cologne review. They're two, two goodies. <laughs> They're great intro videos, 100%. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a lot of fun. You're in good company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of You're in Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the EquityMates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, EquityMates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people together.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.